Welcome to the Home Care Network podcast. In our podcast, we will be bringing various guests discussing relative business matters concerning the operations of your home care business. Our guests will include fellow business owners, home and healthcare specialists, service providers, and a wide array of business coaches and mentors. Be free to share the podcast within your network and scroll through our channel for more content that may be relative to you. Join us. We are networking today as we build the foundations for your tomorrow. Evening, good evening, good evening. We are back with our friend Eric of Town Nursing located out there in New Jersey. Our subject matter today is going to be marketing and employee matching. And okay then, employee matching, putting that with the title of marketing, huh? Why would you do that, Yvette? Um, the reason I would do that is that it has a huge bearing in a marketing capacity of what we do when we're finishing that process of receiving a referral, bringing that client onto service, and ensuring that we have made the right placement. Eric, my love, thank you for being here with us again. Thank you so much for the opportunity again. Really appreciate it, Yvette. Not a problem. Your information, your knowledge, your wisdom, the time that you've put into the industry is most definitely here as a platform that I want to make sure that we share with all of our viewers and all of our new business owners. Um, so great to have you. Let's dive right in. Let's start off at the question. The essence of marketing has multiple principles. Um, one of them being is that you're only as good as your team, right? You play and you have a triple role. So how does your role play in with your team selecting the right caregiver? That is a phenomenal question and I'm so glad you asked it. Um, <laughs> because a lot of the time we as marketers, we always focus on the numbers. Let's get the referral. Let's get the referral. Let's get the referral. and it may not translate into a case if the marketers are not having that proper input. So right. you definitely need and have that important team behind you to coordinate, to navigate through your team of how to provide the proper care, especially in someone else's home. Right, right, right. Absolutely. And, and again, like I just said, you know, you, you, you really, you are the conduit between client referral source and your agency. So we can't just look at you just as a marketer. You know, some of the terms that we use are liaisons, right? Um, but you most definitely have to be able to play in in all sides of that, um, that, that, that game. So talk us through a typical day for you when you receive that referral and you've met with the client and the caregiver's got to be matched and you make that all happen. Just give us a, a quick summary of how that looks for you, for Eric. Sure. So to be involved is probably the single most rewarding thing to me as a marketer, I think to many marketers, because it gives you that opportunity to get to know the referral so that you, the referral source rather, that you could have that communication with also getting to know the family and the care that you're going to be providing for their loved one for their loved one so what you're doing is you are essential 
and I'll explain to you what that means. You meet, you get that referral, you're excited, you're wonderful, this is exciting, I need to meet then with the um, family and coordinate. What I usually do, and I suggest it to many other marketers out there, especially in the home care world, is you not only do you phone call the family, but you really greet them and you meet them if possible in their own home. Number of things could happen. First, they put a face to the name of the company. They trust you with pretty much everything there is as far as coordinating services. Once you finally meet with them, you go over you know, what the quality of care is gonna be provided, what their expectations are, how you're gonna be able to meet with those expectations. You will also be able to have the opportunity to see the living conditions. It's a very, very important thing because you wanna also prepare your caregivers so that when they finally come to the home and provide services, everything is neat. Um, and if it isn't, you may be, be able to prepare for, you know, cleaning service or something maybe outside your scope to yes. have that before you start care. It's just making them aware. Correct. Right? It's, it's really just utilizing, you're putting everything in motion. Even though you know it up here, you really are, now you're in real life. You're you're doing Absolutely. this in the home, and it's 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 probably the single most important part of the home care marketing piece. It's it's valued beyond belief from the referral source because then they have that that compassion that they know if I hand it to Eric, he's going to take care of it. If I handle it to Paul, or he, they will take care of it. Absolutely. So, so give me some of those pointers, those the mental markers that you have when you go into the home. Um, again, we always want to look out for the environmental, and there are some things that are going to be more based on you know the care that is needed that we look in terms of the environmental. But in terms of you as a marketer, Eric, what are some of those mental markers that you make in seeing and assessing the care needs? the environment to then match that with the right employee or to pass that information on to your team. What do those check markers look like? So the first one is definitely the, the first one is the environment. It's the, the outstanding area of where he or she is going to be able to have the care. So you see if it's a private home versus a apartment. I usually do is I write a checklist of all the different things. Number one is really the environment. Be sure to know, to make note of, you know, is the caregiver, if they're providing, let's say, 24-hour live-in care, will there be another bedroom for the live-in to be? Um, that's a key thing because, you know, at the end of the day, you want your caregiver to feel comfortable in the person's own home. Even if it's an hourly caregiver, um, which I know sometimes that happens, and most of the time it starts off that way, um, they wanted to know. They want to know where is the care going to be. That's probably number one. Environment. Um, know how many steps there are going to, let's say, a second bedroom um, or a second floor. Um, if the client is unable to do stairs, how are you going to give the client a shower? Is the shower going to be next to the bedroom um, or the bathroom? Um, is there going to require a tub basin if the client is unable to get out of the bed? How close is the faucet? So you, you as a caregiver can fill that up, not leaving eyes off of the client. These are very crucial because obviously we want to prevent 
falls or any other medical risks that obtain to or obtain to the actual client environment right. still under that umbrella right then right, you also right. want to know um who's going to be there is there another person living with that person is there a spouse is there a family member is there a friend if there's a fr if there's nobody else around is there a friend or family nearby um that's also crucial to the you know i call it the emergency protocol of if there's somebody that we can get in touch with and need somebody to come over, how quickly can they come over? Are they nearby? Are they up the block? Are they next door neighbor? These are all key importance to utilize you as a marketer for your caregiver to ensure, by the way, you're not alone. You're really not alone, even if there's nobody else in the home. Um, another key aspect is, oh, I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, another key aspect is um, smoking or non-smoking, uh, pets in the home. Sometimes there, I know myself, I'm allergic to cats. So you obviously do not want to put a caregiver in a client's home if they're allergic to cats, if the client has a cat. Um, again, all part of the, the research that you do before you start a case that a lot of times, um, Yvette, you're absolutely correct. A lot of times marketers don't realize, you know, what is intended of, or what's the behind the scenes of what really goes on absolutely. in the actual home. Um, so we have to feel comfortable and see if the caregiver is comfortable working if a loved one or a family member is smoking um, or not smoking, um, if there's a pet. Um, that's usually the top three items that I look for. Um, the rest will come into play, um, you know, who's going to come in, um, the home, the, the atmosphere, like we, we mentioned before about the environment. But those are the three, the environment, um, seeing if there's somebody in the home or a like emergency response, as well as the, the fine tuning, the smoking, non-smoking or pets in the home. Right. And, and, and all very, very good points, Eric. Um, you know, all of them on that, the top of the checklist. So in, in terms of the environment, you know, all great things to look out for, all things that we want to make sure that, you know, we are doing our check and balance. But you know and I know, as seasoned as you are, as wise as you are in that home care world, it doesn't always work out to be a bed of roses. So let's take a situation that we do actually get to the home and, you know, there isn't appropriate sleep and accommodations maybe for a 24-hour living caregiver or now you know you've got that rush call and you've placed somebody and they forgot to tell you there's the cat and we've got allergies right those things happen too where do you stand in that decision to continue with services decline services and make another appropriate referral because these things do happen absolutely um it's a really great point um, you know, there's only so much that you're able to do as a marketer. Um, but I also know that you have a team in place and as you go through the healthcare world, you also meet a ton of different professionals that could assist you in making that setup happen. So for instance, let's say we are dealing with a client happens to be that there's a hoarder situation. The place is a complete please the complete mess, you know, and you have a discharge at five o'clock on a Friday. You know, that's like the, you know, yeah. the trifecta of issues that you're going to run yes. into, <laughs> um, which, which definitely happened in my case. 
Um, and you, you realize who your professionals are. You, you then have to know this is out of my scope, but I do know somebody that I can reach out to, or you may even find that you can reach out to the social worker or the nurse that gave you that referral because they also may know, they also may have those experiences to know who can help you out in that given situation. Um, these are important keys that you should know what you're able to do and what you're able to assign or push off to another caregiver or another professional. Um, so you do have that situation. Let's say you have a caregiver, you're in, you have the cat situation, and then all of a sudden you see your caregiver is allergic to cats. What do you do? Um, it's, it's happened. Uh, it's happened many, many times. You work with your team and you literally have those conversations of, we have a caregiver there, they're able to help out. Maybe let's relocate the cat for the time being. Let's say they go on the second floor where the care is given on the first floor or vice versa. Let's see where we can minimize the exposure of the caregiver to the pet so that it doesn't interfere with their um, interaction with the client. Your, your main focus is really on the client. Um, and then in that time, it will buy you time to work with the team to see how quickly we're able to get another caregiver in place. Sometimes we also find that the caregivers are saying, you know what, I understand the difficulty. And a lot of them are. I think if you have that open communication, they feel more comfortable assisting and saying, you know what, for the night, it's not a problem. I understand it's five o'clock on a Friday. It's not a big deal but they appreciate to hear that you're going to work with them and figure out and come up with a solution Absolutely. for them. Solution. Absolutely. So, you know, we, we talked about this, 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 uh, the different situations that can most definitely happen and you've consistently talked about your team. What are your specific expectations of your team, Eric? Um, because again, they play a huge part. Um, you know, you have to be the eyes and the ears when you're going into that case. You have to be the detective. You have to create this environment, whether it be good, bad or indifferent. Um, what are your expectations of your team in helping you put this all together? They, what, I have one word. It's really communication. It really, truly is. You as the marketer, when you're in, you have to get the most information possible so that you can pass over that information to your team, to your coordinators, because it's basically your coordinators are the ones that are going to find the proper caregiver for each and every single one of your cases. And it's not easy. It definitely isn't easy. I think the communication between your coordinators, when you provide all those points, the, the situation, the environment, the pets or no pets. You know, I mentioned all those little things. These are really key aspects in order to communicate over to your coordinator to get the right caregiver. Because that's when they can go down the list and say, hey, you know what? I have this person. Or I'll even go one step further. You have, let's say, a patient with a total knee or a total hip, or let's say dementia. You'd rather have a uh, case manager or a hourly coordinator or a caregiver that has experience dealing with patients that have dementia. You don't want to put somebody else in because then they know 
So it's really a matching game. It's the matching the employee, like the title of our session. Uh, it's matching. It's really important to match, get the fine details earlier on, then you convey it over to your team so that they can properly coordinate and get the right caregiver in place. Now, this might be different from agency to agency. Um, I know for myself, my marketers always had an input into the caregiver that is being selected. It's not just always, you know, we just pass it to the staffing team. Do you, do you find that helpful to yourself, Eric? Do you get involved on that aspect? I absolutely do. I think if you were to have a home care company start off, it takes time because you are getting to know your caregivers. Once you know your regular caregivers, you feel comfortable, you know exactly what their their needs are, uh, what kind of cases they're able to do, and you absolutely, and I myself, absolutely get involved. Um, because then you have a sense of, you know, this person, I think they may not be able to handle heavy lifting. Let's pass it over. I think George may be able to do that. You finally get to know your caregivers through the cases that you have been given to or actually been scheduling to. It takes time. It absolutely takes time, but you can get a sense after your first or second absolutely. case, which caregiver is the right fit. And you, as a marketer, you also know. I would even go one step further is that even when you first begin a case, you know, a lot of times you got everything, you're good. You already have the case right. in place. You have your caregiver. Go by, see the Absolutely. case, go visit the caregiver. I, I can't stress it enough how they feel appreciative to have that support system. Even as a marketer, you're constantly doing marketing. It's not like I want the case. I want the case from this place and this place. It's retaining your case. And the way to do that, honestly, is through your caregivers. You appreciate what they do. You help them out. Sometimes I really go above and beyond where I know it's going to be a tough case. I'll bring breakfast for the caregiver. I'll give them coffee, just saying thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Give them a little bonus. Give little These little things go a really long way in keeping and retaining each and every case. And that's also continues. You'll know the caregiver. You'll get to know them. And they will also trust you as a person, as a company, and as a marketer. And, and I think that I can actually attest to that because I think that we was due to have a, a breakfast meeting and you was late because you was taking breakfast to a caregiver. So I'm going to hold my hand up and say, yes, Eric does <laughs> do that, guys. I have Tonya Johnson who just asked the question, you know, what do you do about a person who drinks alcohol? Wow. Um, it's, it's happened at times. Um, a lot of times you have that support system with the family, as well as the caregiver, as well as the client. And I think from that day one meeting, everybody should really be on the same page of what is allowed, what isn't allowed, and trying to look in the welfare and the health management of that actual client. Um, so a lot of times if they require, oh, I like to have, I like to have it at dinner. Well, how much? Is it one glass? Is it two glasses? Oh, is it a bottle? It, exactly. It's it's trying to find that you're not discouraging, but you're also monitoring their progress. It's they not easy. It. It's definitely not easy. 
Um, it, it takes a lot of practice. It takes a lot of holding of the hands. But again, that day one meeting um, where you have with the family and also even talking with the client, they'll understand what needs to be done. And I always feel like if you're restraining them from something, they're going to do it more. They're going to get, you put up restraints on the bed, they want to get out more. You know, you put a seatbelt on their chair, they want to get out more. It's the right. same thing with alcohol. It, it's, it's trying to work with them, not taking it away, but figuring out a set schedule that you're able to help them through the process and work it out with them. That's a very, very great, valid um, point there. So we're going to wrap up now, Eric, but as I always close out, is that what would be your final words to our viewers, you know, to wrap up, you know, that the discussions on your role as a marketing liaison, how important it is to be that conduit between all parties, ensuring that we got that appropriate match in terms of, you know, caregiver client, but then also dealing with those, um, not so great points of environmentals or, you know, somebody who drinks or somebody who, who smokes um, and trying to find that balance. And I'm sure that you have yourself had to turn away case and say, we just can't do this. There's too many things going on. So what would be your final words to everybody, Eric, in terms of um, what is going to be best for you and the client? The one word I would say is really empathy. You're, as a marketer, you're being empathetic to your clients, you're being empathetic to your referral sources, and you're trying to also figure out everything throughout that interim. If they see you as a marketer being genuine, being sincere, that you're doing your ultimate best in figuring out what is the proper needs for the client, it may not be that you'd be able to take the case. It is very, very difficult to say those two letters, no, um, right. to a referral source, um, but you should really just know what your strengths are, what you're able to do as a company, what team you have provided behind you, all work collectively, but ultimately you will be the face um, of your clients of your company, it's just how it is in home care. And I can't stress it enough if they see how well you care for them, whether it's gonna go through trials and tribulations, trying to figure out all the outside factors and, and coming up with ideas. But I think ultimately they'll believe in you, they'll trust you and they feel that sense of empathy. It goes a really, really long way. Um, and it's, it's one of the tools that I am grateful for that it, it took me years to learn um, over time. It's, it, you know, reading up you saying, yeah, I can do this, no problem. Um, but you but should you do it. But but doing it and, and being sincere and they see it because they'll see right through it as a marketer. You know, you're, you're, you're struggling between taking care of the care of the patient, but also sales, marketing, marketing, marketing. It, it's also really hand in hand. If you feel that you're doing the right thing for the client, everything else will come. It's just, that's just how home care is. I, can, I can't even let you go yet because I've got some questions coming up. So let me throw right. these questions at you. So I've got Adrian, who says, do you have any recommendations 
for customer relations management systems for marketing, your CRM systems for marketing. I have a few, but I'm going to pass it over to you, um, Eric, in terms of what CRM would you recommend for marketing and maintaining your um, referral sources and your communication and your contacts? So it really depends on the program. I personally, I, I'm always on the go. Um, as marketers, we are always on the go. We're going to a facility, we're going to a hospital, we're going to a doctor's office. I've found that um, is a really valuable tool that is, a lot of people don't utilize it. Um, it's It makes it easier to have everything on one sheet of paper, one facility, all of your contacts in that one page for each facility. Um, and it's very, very helpful tool for me um, where I'm in a vicinity of a facility within two miles and I will get a pop-up on my phone. By the way, you're nearby this in this facility. You're nearby this doctor's office. It helps you be in check as far as who's in the actual facility, who you've grown relationships with. Um, I would say go on YouTube if you're unsure of how to utilize it. There's a ton of great value. Um, Google Keeps. It's a free app. Everybody has it. I'm sure you don't even realize how simple it is. Oh, wow. And it's so unique, doesn't cost anything. And it's a phenomenal, phenomenal app that I've used for years now. And it's been very, very beneficial. See, and I thought you was a Salesforce guy. Now, I have not used Salesforce. I've been doing this almost 10 years now. I have not used Salesforce. Wow. Believe it or not. I've learned that about you today, Eric. So here's another question. With a shortage of caregivers, how are you able to implement all of these different areas of do's and don'ts? Um, have you actually had to make some of the clients or have you had to turn away some of the business? Yes, we have, unfortunately, especially now that it's a little bit more of a challenge for finding the right caregivers. Um, we just have to be honest and say, unfortunately, we can't, but I go a step further. I say to the client, but I have a friend or I know a colleague or I know a professional that will be able to help. Um, and a lot of times I have that phone call before I even recommend it to the family because it just broadens your horizon as a professional that if I can't fill a case, I know somebody that can. And I think we, we touched on this at our last um, session, the importance yes. of that community, because during COVID and there will be times where you may not be able to fill a case. And again, it, it hurts as a marketer, it hurts as a business that, what do you mean we can't fill it? We have to fill it. There are some times where we just can't fill it. Put your hands up, you hope for the best, but you as a professional take one step further and say, but I do have somebody else that would be able to help out. You build those professional relationships. It's very important that we'll be able to help. And I'm telling you, I really truly believe people respect you more for it. They actually Absolutely. will probably refer more because you have those resources under your belt. Absolutely. And it's funny you say that I'm gonna close out with this quick story. Um, I had to get some nursing services in place for my daughter who's out here in Florida and I didn't know, you know, who to go to, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So with my research and due diligence and making some contacts, had one agency, but they weren't able to accept her insurance. But the marketer, he took it one step further and he said, Yvette, he says, 
just give me 15 minutes. And lo and behold, he made a call to a friend. The friend called me, you know, wasn't a Miss Aikens. It was, hey, Yvette, so-and-so had, you know, made this referral. I'm going to take care of you. Um, but since that point, just because of what they did and how they was able to respond, um, I've actually passed them another two referrals since that point. So it just answers to that point that you just made, Eric, is that sometimes you do just have to let it go, but it's that follow-up and making sure you've got that, um, that, that backup to the backup that you can refer, you know, that you can rely on as well. So great, great points, great feedback, great information as always. I'm gonna wrap it up now, but for everybody who is here, I thank you again so much for being with us and sharing with us. We continue to you know, support you in your journeys, um, continue to be able to provide additional resources for you. Um, if you have not done so already, please head over to our YouTube channel, subscribe to us on YouTube, stay here for us here, you know, to see other um, um, broadcasts that we're gonna be doing, Stay tuned for some great and exciting things that we've got coming up for Home Care Business Advisors and its members. We're so, so, so excited. Eric. Thank you. As always. Keep, keep up the amazing work that you're doing. Really Thank you that. so much, Eric.